What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Geek Scott Game, the Geek versus All Video Game Talk Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great episode for you today. This is typically our annual E3 prediction show. If you didn't know, unfortunately, E3 is not happening this year due to everything crazy going on in the world. But we're not going to let that stop us from coming up with some crazy fun predictions for things we think may have been coming to E3 anyway. We'll talk about that later in the episode. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me, as always, my wonderful crew of Geeksters, Mr. Jeff Pavlak. Jeff, how you doing? Very thankful for air conditioning today. It got humid in a hurry around Buffalo. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're so we're in Buffalo, New York. Uh, it, it snowed two weeks ago. Yesterday, we <laughs> it's true. Two, it's true. yesterday two days ago we had breaking ninety one degree uh, record temperature, just brutal. Tuesday, yeah, it was insane. <sighs> yeah. And I mean, we're still in the 80s now, so it's not like it's hasn't cooled down significantly yet. We're, <laughs> the roller coaster of, of weather is just killer. We're at the point where it's not too hot for my upstairs to actually get AC. So I was dreading doing some of these shows earlier in the week because my upstairs doesn't get enough AC when it's really hot out. So I'm glad, <laughs> was too. Uh, I'm glad we did them later <laughs> in the week because that would have been rough. <laughs> the only thing hotter than the weather is the takes we're about to give for E3. Am I right? Ooh. Okay, sorry. Ah. Mr. Disruptoid himself, John Fick. John, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, man? Very, very good. I'm excited to talk video games. Can you tell? Yeah. Mr. Platinum King himself, Rashawn Anderson. Rashawn, are you excited to talk video games? I am excited to talk some games. Uh, ooh, E3 predictions. This is this is the stuff that I joined for. The predictions and analysis, hot yeah. takes. This is this is what it's all about here. I can't wait till we get back to the real life with E. I mean, if E3 ever happens again, which who knows if we'll ever see that show. But just even like real shows that we know like are stapled in there that we can sit down and do some predictions for and react to together. I couldn't agree more. Uh, even just thinking about you know relatively. A normal semblance of life. Jeff and I were texting the other day, just talking about movie theaters. We, we've gone to so many movies together over the years, just covering for the Geekiverse. Um, and this is probably the longest we've gone uh, yeah. <laughs> in however many years of not going to see a movie together. So uh, you know, we definitely miss those times. Can't wait to to get back to it. And uh, I believe we will. I'm optimistic. We will. So we're getting what? there. Uh, as we start off every Geek Scott game, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening uh, on the podcast streaming service of your choice, we want to know what's in your system. What have you been playing lately? Tell us, uh, you know, the listeners at home in the comments on our social media. John, I'm going to start with you. What have you been playing? Tony Hawk, baby. Oh, original oh, Xbox. Cool. Yeah. That's Busted out the Xbox 360. Beautiful to have a, nat- a natively backwards compatible system. So I've been playing uh, <laughs> this. This TV in my office here is literally just a Roku machine, and I never even turn it on. I don't ever even use this TV. But it, I uh, I had the the proper cables hooked up, so I'm like, you know what? Let's get it. Let's get the Xbox 360 going with the uh, the announcement of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two coming out. I was getting the itch to play some Tony Hawk again. I wanted to play the older ones, but I, I don't have any of those copies. I don't have any of the, the, the consoles that would support those for the most part. So this was the, the next best thing. And I love Tony Hawk's Underground. Uh, to me, that's that's one of the better ones. I think we talked a little bit about it last week, but um, having a lot of fun with it. My my original thought was just to pop it in and bust a few kickflips and a couple of reverts and see if I can get a couple of million plus combos and see if I still got it. I do, by the way, still crushing it. Um, but I've actually played like more than half the game already, and I think I'm just going to see it through and finish it because it's an easy game and a short game. So that's been fun. Sweet. 
Tony Ox Underground. Uh, one huge takeaway is I'm so glad that they, I think this is the underrated feature of the generation. But suspending your game when you when you put your console in rest mode is like so. I don't even think about it anymore. I turn my PlayStation on and or, or my yeah. Xbox whenever I was playing, it's just there. Now I, d- I didn't even think about it. I turn my Xbox 360 off. Come up the next day, turn it on. I'm like. Oh, I'm on the dashboard, and there's no open apps because it had like two gigs of RAM. That's about it. They couldn't do that. So that's the underrated feature of the generation. I'm going to say it right now: is, is suspending your games. And I can't wait for the Xbox to be able to suspend multiple games in the, the you know the near future. That's crazy. That's yeah, going to be great. That's be awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, underrated for sure because it's not ever talked about. We don't even think about it. For it. Exactly. You, not until uh-huh. you go back to an older console. It's like, oh, this is like this feels archaic, which is silly yeah. to say, but. Um, aside from some thug I've been playing, I got back into Apex Legends. Um, I, I was looking for something to just kind of the same itch that Tony Hawk. I just want something like tactical to do. I don't really want to get involved into a story right now. I don't really want to sink a lot of brain power into something. I just want to like kick flip or shoot something. So like Apex Legends, I knew was back in the zeitgeist. Uh, season five just came out. I don't know what that means. I know I know what seasons mean, but I don't know what new content that means for the game. I didn't buy the battle pass or anything like that. Um, I'm just having fun with apex it's still a super super good game really polished love it it's good john you've been jumping around a little bit um just different variations uh, of games and genres I, I think i do a little bit of the same thing yeah I, uh, just to touch on that i guess i'll give an update to shadow of the tomb raider i talked about last time i think i, mm. I think i gave up on that we'll see how uh, how far would you say you are like i i would imagine i probably have like two hours left but i just like have no motivation to see it through oh man i just so even, john i looked it, you know, our conversation picked up on it outside of the show. Yeah. And um, so when Pavlok and I were just, it was just us doing Geek Scott game that I was, I was playing that game. It was uh, fall of 18. It came out. So um, it came out in September and I was looking, I had to look back at my achievements list on Xbox one. Cause I was like, how far in between starting it? Did it take me to finish it? It's not a long game. No. It's, it's your run-of-the-mill Tomb Raider Uncharted kind of twelve length hours, game. maybe fifteen if at, you're at most. Yeah, at most I would say. And uh, I started it right when it came out first week, and played it the a little bit the second week. So we're talking early September, and I went back into it like almost close to Thanksgiving. Like that's how much of a and that was surprising because the first two Tomb Raider games I just I played all the way through, couldn't get enough of, and this one just did not. For whatever reason, capture my interest like it, it. It I hoped it would. Same, yeah. It's just the story. I think for me, it's just like so uninspired. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just like all those cliches about about tomb raiding and ancient temples. I'm like, oh, just kidding. It's actually the other secret city you're looking for. And it's just, oh man, I don't. Yeah. I just don't care about any of it. And none, I don't care about any of the characters. <laughs> I'm just like the combat's fun. The game's really pretty. So like that's what's gotten me through the ten hours or whatever I've put in it so far. But. I just nothing's really inspired me to turn the PlayStation back on and pick it back up. So we'll see. Who knows if I I might get that itch to just like oh, I'm so close, might as well finish it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that was me, and I remember even like complaining about it on Geek Scott Game. Almost like I was like I should finish this, right? Like I should do this. We should Jeff talk me into this. I've never been um, that guy I, where I'll just finish something <laughs> to finish it. Though I'm usually just like, you know what? I got some time with it, and if I if I'm done, I'm done. So we've talked about that before like i'm the opposite and i have that problem i'm, I'm breaking it slowly yeah. but like uh especially with tomb raider like that was a special series uh the rebooted one uh to me so to finish that trilogy and go on on a high note uh was not uh the expectation i had unfortunately the worst so, thing to happen in tomb raider was uncharted 
when that block when there was no Tomb Raider games and Uncharted sprung up and took that type type of gameplay genre style. See, I don't know. I'll, I'll Even be, though the first couple were good. That's what I'll say. I'll, I'll say the, the probably the best thing that's ever happened to Tomb Raider is Uncharted. That's how we got the reboot. I think I think the reboot of Tomb Raider was so inspired by Uncharted. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. made me a big fan. Um, and I, I, for what it's worth, I was not one previously for Tomb Raider. Um, so loving Uncharted as much as I did, I, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's get into more of this. So just felt like that that last one was mismanaged a little bit. I do want more in the future, though, uh, that being said. Yeah, same. Crystal Dynamics is a little busy right now, hopefully finishing up a, a game we've been waiting for for a while. Yeah, well, the, didn't uh, didn't IDOS make most of this game? Wasn't like Crystal just like, they just consulted with? I think IDOS Montreal made uh, the third one. Oh, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I think you're right, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, you you played an original Xbox game. It's weird. I played an original Xbox game in the last month. I played uh, 2004, 2005's uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's a quick campaign. It's it's a fun story. So I, I jumped through that recently. Um, what do we go to Jeff next? Uh, what what have you been playing recently? Would you believe I'm playing another Fire Emblem game? No, no. I do believe you. Look at this bad boy. We dusted uh, off. Right. Yeah, we're we're going oh, last gen here. This is no uh, two gen. Ago. This is the Wii game. We don't count Wii U as a gen. Ra- we, okay, I knew that's fair. That. I, I, see, I, I see what you're going with that. That's fair. A uh, couple interesting things about this one. Josiah, you, right, you might remember when we went on our senior trip in high school to New York City, we stopped in at the Nintendo World Store one night. This was the game I bought from there. I didn't so know that. Is, okay, I think yeah, you bought something. I didn't. Yep, this was yeah. the one I bought. Sidebar, um, I love that store so much. I spent hours isn't there. Isn't it? It's so cool. I go, that store is amazing. I go to New York once a year for your, to see baseball games, and I, I seriously like put aside like two and a half hours to spend at that store. I just love it. So cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could I could spend a whole day in there. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, but the other cool thing about this game is that I, I'm just so thankful I have a physical copy now because this is a bit of a collector's item. This was before Fire Emblem was selling in the millions of copies per game. This maybe sold about 400 to 500,000 copies. So if you want to buy a pre-owned copy of this, it's going to run you between 70 to 80 dollars. If you want to buy it sealed, it's going for over 100. Wow. 12-year-old Wii game for that much. And hold on, it gets even crazier. This was a sequel to a Fire Emblem from GameCube, which was called Path of Radiance. Path of Radiance sold more than Radiant Dawn, but for whatever reason, probably just because the GameCube was an older system, more copies have been lost over time. If you want to buy a pre-owned copy of Path of Radiance, it's between $100 to $200. And sealed, it goes for as high as $700. So if you don't... If you want to get your hands on a copy of uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, you can get it for $4.99 on eBay right now. Right. It's it's absolutely nuts how collectible those old are. I'm like that's that's really special, honestly, for a number of reasons. Uh, we we had a blast. Uh, yeah, we we went to high school together. Uh, that's how Jeff and I met. But uh, we went to our senior trip to New York City. We had a, a blast in those few days, and uh, it was special. Good times. Anything else uh, you've been playing? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, and I apologize in advance for the really bad pun. I've kind of found my groove in Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix for 3DS. What was that? I talked about on our Rhythm last Heaven Rhythm Mega Heaven Mega Mix. That sounds yes. fun to say. I, uh, I it is. I talked about it on our last episode. How I was I was good at the games that were based more so around visual cues, but I had a lot of trouble with the ones that were based more so around like the audio cu- uh, cues. 
Uh, glad to say I've gotten significantly better at those. I'm just kind of following the beat better. I can listen for the audio prompts a little bit more. Uh, so I, I've gotten better at that. It's a really, really fun game. Uh, if, you, if you've got the few bucks and you can jump on the 3DS eShop, I definitely recommend it. Every time I go to Nintendo World, about- I try to buy a new Luigi. Uh, I was wondering what you stood up for. <laughs> I have I have Power Gust Luigi. I've yes, Polter, 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 Polter Gust. Polter Power, I get him confused. I've got my <laughs> white Luigi. Got Squirrel Man That's Luigi. Fire and I've got... I would say that was, fi- that was Fire Flower Luigi. I've got regular <laughs> Luigi. He doesn't know any of It's a Squirrel Luigi. Squirrel. No, 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 no. The white Luigi is Fire Flower Luigi. That's what he turns into when he gets the Fire Flower. Jeff, fire is red. Don't be silly. Well, the, <laughs> the game would disagree with you intensely. <laughs> I like Luigi. The game would disagree with you intensely, he says. <laughs> yeah, I thought John just had to go to the bathroom. He was just gone. I looked up. Uh, no, I got props. So, guys, is this, that was a pretty is this how this works? <laughs> I've got my, my copy, too, here. Um, probably is, it worth like, seven, is it worth $700, though? Probably seven ninety nine. dollars I'm on eBay right now. I'll find out for you. My copy of that game was a dual disc with something else that I got with my original Xbox. I wonder what that was. Hmm. I'll find that information too. I'll get us everything. Yeah, please do. Rashawn, uh, have you been playing any retro games? <laughs> what have you been playing in general? I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint uh, crew and everybody. I, I have not been playing any retro games. Um, if I'm being 100% honest, if you want to know what's in my system, uh, dust. That is what's in my system. I haven't, I haven't been playing anything. Um, now, what I will say to make up for this what will be in my system in three hours, Xenoblade Definitive Edition. So at oh. the time of recording, we are three hours from the release of that. I just pre-ordered it uh, actually before we before we hopped on here. So it's pre-downloading on my Switch right now. So that is what I will be uh, diving into for the first time. Um, again, Do I'm a JRPG a- guy, but I, haven't, I never touched Xenoblade when it first came out. Hope you got 150 hours to spare. Jeff, he'll finish it by tomorrow. That's a big game. Wow. I'll be honest. Uh, I haven't been... Now, again, keep everyone, you know, viewers know this at this point. You know, I, I dove headfirst into Persona 5 Royal and Final Fantasy VII. So those took a lot of my, uh, my, my gaming energy, if you will. So I've been spending definitely the last week but more so the last couple weeks just really recouping because i knew this game was on the calendar and as jeff talked about i know it's going to be a huge time investment so i purposely haven't gotten into anything else um jeff will love this but i've dabbled a little bit more in the three houses because i do want to get to a point where i officially start my next story I, i was dabbling in the dlc with that i'm just about done with it um, so anything I've been diving into is small like that, just like little DLCs and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing really big to talk about though. Um, but yeah, Xenoblade is going to be the, the next adventure I go on. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, all the gameplay, everything I'm seeing, I think some of the reviews that came out are pretty solid for it. Um, I actually, and the, and the cool thing is again, they can make, they, this is their time to make a fan out of me because I have Xenoblade two sitting right here. I'm looking at it right now. Um, but I never played it only because at the time it came out, I think for me personally, it was a bad release. I think there was some other stuff coming out. It was one of those things I just bought it and never played it. Um, and again, I knew it was a huge thing to get into. So 
you know, if I end up loving Xenoblade Definitive Edition, that'll be a nice segue for me. Maybe not right away because the games are so big, but I can jump right into two and experience the series that I keep hearing about. Yeah, Xenoblade 2 came out in December of 2017, so just the month alone was a little troublesome. Um, But just that first year for the Switch was so bustling. You had Breath of the Wild, Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Odyssey was just a couple of months before Xenoblade Mm -hmm. 2. So, I mean, to find 100, 150 hours for a huge JRPG like that, that was tough for a lot of people. Still went on to sell a lot, though. I think it sold just under 2 million copies, which was far and away the most for that series at the time. Mm Yeah, I'm excited. This is this is going to be. I think this is going to be a good good time. So I've uh, I've been diving back into the other AC, formerly known as Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. I thought it was Animal Crossing. Uh, Sorry, got excited. No. That's uh, why he said the other AC. Yeah, Animal Crossing is the AC these days. Gotcha. So yeah. uh, this is the first week I didn't buy turnips in uh, in Animal Crossing. If that says anything, wife is you know still plugging away. However. Uh, not Origins. I meant Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I'm about 16 hours into that. That is the game uh, that I've kind of cemented as, all right, this is the last game I want to knock off my list before Last of Us Part 2 comes out in just a few weeks' time. I want to clear the yeah. kind of gaming plate, because right after that, it's also Ghost of Tsushima, which I am very excited about after seeing that 18-minute gameplay uh, from Sony uh, just a few weeks back. Goodness gracious. Uh, that you know, I was... Pretty confident I was going to get the game. Now it's a sure thing for me. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a really nice swan song, if you will, for the PlayStation 4 with these these last two releases. Uh, also of note, The Last of Us Embargo goes, um, it expires June 12th. Yep. So that's a solid week before the game. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and a lot of times that is, uh, when you see an embargo that early. It's a flex. In, in, exactly. It, that is the developer saying, or publisher saying, yeah, this game's going to do well. Yeah. So that's good. But uh, with regards to Assassin's Creed, I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. I've played a lot of games throughout the years in the franchise and enjoyed them to different degrees. I did not like Origins. It's well documented on this show that I do not care for it's Origins. Very well, it's very yeah. well documented. <laughs> felt, felt grindy. It just it was not for me. I, I finished it. Odyssey was is a much more refined version of that game. They took what worked... Uh, got rid of a lot of what didn't and really made it better. The story is interesting. Are you playing uh, as I picked, uh, Cassandra? Yep. Good. Right. You made the right I decision. I was just going to say, yep. uh, Cassandra is, she was clear, clearing away the choice from everything I had always seen and heard on the, the game. And the gameplay in terms of combat is is much better. Um, it's it's a little bit bizarre for what you would feel for a, a kind of a stealth game like that. But yes. like your your attack buttons are your right bumper and your your right trigger button on the Xbox control. Typically, you know, a game think of like Jedi Fallen Order. You're pressing some of the the face buttons to do different attacks. So all of that plus the leveling up is much more balanced. Granted, uh, like I said, I'm about 15, 16 hours into this game, so I've got a ways to go. I think it's about a 40 hour completion, but um, it's not it's not killing me to level up my character. Like I can do a few side missions and get to where I have to go to get to the, the recommended level for the next story mission. So, um, I gotta say, you know, if, if origins tells you back, don't, don't let it. Odyssey is definitely a game worth diving into. If you're watching this in time, I'm pretty sure Best Buy has it on sale for like $14, uh, on PS4 and Xbox one. So, you know, definitely worth picking up, especially if you've been a long time Assassin's Creed fan. 
So, um, Joe, real quick, um, just I, I want to jump in on that only because, um, <clears throat> as you guys know, and some people that may watch this, I did start um, for one one night. I started Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey. Now, I take the opposite approach as as Joe. I loved Origins. I think part of it is I I'm very particular about the settings. Um, again, I'm a big history guy, so I I love you know Egypt is one of the places I would I would love to on uh, my bucket list and just you know even studying that way back in school always interested me. So I think I was able to get behind the setting. Um, and then for me, from what I remember, the story was was you know somewhat interesting. Um, I don't remember it being fantastic or anything, but I remember it being okay to play through. Um. And for me, when Odyssey first got announced, I'm like, man, I kind of just, I always, first of all, I always got the names mixed up. They picked two O's to start with. Um, but then I yeah. kept, I'm like, this just looks like a more refined Origins. And from playing the little bit that I did, I, I 100% agree with you, Joe. Um, it's definitely a more refined. The, I guess the trap for me is that I wish I didn't start it because now it's on the back burner. I'm only three hours in, so it's not a big deal because I started, I'm like, I know dang well I'm going to play Xenoblade in a few weeks, and there's no way I'm balancing those games. Balancing Xenoblade and Last of Us will probably be a little bit easier. Um, Then I'll play Ghosts in July, and then I think once I'm done with Ghosts, I think that'll be prime time for me to sync anytime I want in Odyssey, just because there's going to be obviously a huge gap there with releases. Yeah, I... um... I think with Origins, I like the setting a lot. Like, it was pretty freaking awesome to be able to climb pyramids and explore some of those tombs. But for me, the problem with the story falling short, as it has with a lot of Assassin's games, is it was almost too little too late. Like, this is supposed to be the origins of the uh, mm-hmm. the Order of the Assassins. And, and to me, without getting into spoiler territory, kind of fell flat. Like, it felt like they didn't even think about it until the yeah. very end game. Um, for me, story is a really, really important element in a lot of games. Uh, that I enjoy. So that's where I was. And I know most people liked Origins. They really reviewed it well. Most outlets did. Sold well. Assassin's Creed always does. So um, I was happy they took a break after Odyssey. Uh, We'll see what we get with uh, this year's game with some of the the footage or uh, cinematics, I should say, that we've seen so far. But definitely enjoying Odyssey. The only other thing I wanted to mention is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I did return to and I 100%ed it which for me is a big deal. That doesn't happen very often. Rashawn, you'll also appreciate this. I got all the achievements. There's no I equivalent, saw really. <laughs> I, saw that. I was waiting to celebrate on, on, on this, on the show today. <laughs> there's, well, thank you. There's no, uh, there's no real equivalent on, on the Xbox for a platinum, but I got all the achievements. Yeah. So I am very happy uh, that I got the, the last achievement on Jedi fallen order because it doesn't happen very often for me. Unlike Mr. Platinum King over there. So Listen, I, I taught you well, man. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that you're taking taking my lessons to heart. Listen, I've got the the beard of a master, but I've got the gaming play of a padawan, so I'm getting there. You know, <laughs> we're getting there. Uh, so we haven't done this yet this month. It's the last episode that we're doing in May, uh, but honoring the past. So we want to talk about games that came out 10 and 20 years prior, just to kind of reminisce a little bit, speak to some games that we played as kids. Uh, so we're going to look at May of 2000. And May 2010, Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you because I know there's a game or two that you might want to mention from May 2000. Perfect Dark, one of the last big N64 games. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the very last game made by Rare for Nintendo. 
because it wasn't too long after that that they got acquired by Microsoft. I could be wrong on some of the dates there, but I think that was one of their very last, or at least for that generation. Maybe they did Star... Yeah, you know what? They did Star Fox Adventures on GameCube, if I'm not mistaken now. Um, but like I said, one of the last big games on N64, and that was a game that pushed the N64 to its limits. To play the majority of the game, you had to have the expansion pack. Um, yeah, like you, without it, I don't even think you could play multiplayer. You could just play a couple single-player modes. Um, one of the few N64 games that had full voice acting. That was a rarity back then. Uh, um, because N60... Ah, yeah, you're right. I, I just realized I did that. The pun was perfect. Uh, but yeah, I got puns that I know I'm doing and puns that I don't know I'm doing. <laughs> but um, I was, you know, spiritual successor to GoldenEye, so it was just fun in that regard because I, I loved GoldenEye as a kid. That was That's one of my all-time favorite first-person shooters. And that was back in an era where you know, first-person shooters were really still kind of getting their feet out of them for home consoles. This was before Halo Combat Evolved really changed the game. See, there's another one. There you go. But um, <laughs> I'm done. I, I really can't. I that move on. <laughs> Jeff, you would be perfect on podcast with all these bad jokes pro- and puns. I probably, I'm embarrassed of myself, but <laughs> no, embrace it. You know, just have a kid, and then you can be on the show. It's good. It's easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ah, we talked about that. We'll explain how that works. <laughs> any uh, any other <laughs> any other games that we want to mention for May two thousand? I think we're good. Nothing for me. Uh, that really. But wait a minute, you did say Red Dead uh, originally no, no, came out twenty ten. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You're st- oh, you oh. skip a decade. <laughs> Listen, Hold I'm on. a time traveler. That's you know explains a lot. So now we fast forward uh, to May 2010, a game called Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> I couldn't even hold it up. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So uh, May 2010, we got some pretty nice titles here and there throughout the month. But um, what blows my mind, because I did not look at this really until just before uh, the show, is May 18th, we didn't only get Red Dead Redemption on Xbox 360 and PS3. We got Alan Wake on an Xbox 360, which is one of my favorite video games ever. Like if I had to come up with a top 10 list of just my personal favorites, I think that game would be on there. Uh, so kind of a, a big day there. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead obviously was a very anticipated game. Um, it's funny because at that point I had never really, I had only dabbled in Grand Theft Auto. Like I never really got into it until GTA five, uh, a few years after that. But Red Dead, I was like, that's a game that i want and i'm getting it day one and uh, i you know i enjoyed the heck out of it really uh, was was as, that pretty anticipated because i remember red dead revolver didn't really make a huge splash so was this like as a sequel to that pretty anticipated i don't remember it being i thought it, I thought it was really anticipated but I, what's funny is i don't remember it as a, as a, a sequel obviously it is a sequel but what i'm saying is like it was like oh here's this whole new game that i didn't know about previously mm. or this new ip and i feel like a lot of people probably felt that way but i talked with so many people that were like oh my gosh you know that that is a game i'm getting and for myself i've always been a gamer but not to the degree that i am nowadays where i feel like i play every major release and then some but then um it was only maybe my favorites like uh your annual sports game like an nhl or any star wars or batman game um but red dead redemption was one that i was like i'm gonna get that game um and i did and i i really enjoyed it um and Alan Wake, I, I didn't play right away. I played probably a year or two later, but I remember just adoring the atmosphere and the absolutely incredible writing. 
Um, I, I'm sure that game doesn't hold up very well if I were to go play it today because it, it was a touch clunky even back then. But I would truly love uh, a full Alan Wake remaster. Um, and Remedy's got the the rights to that. They they are not under obligation with Microsoft uh, anymore, so that can come to any system. Uh, I'd love to really get that on Switch, but hey, you know, I, I'd take it anywhere. So uh, going through the month, anything um, come to mind? I know Rashawn, we we kind of cut you off before. Uh, did you want to talk about Red Dead? Uh, nothing crazy. Just shout out to Red Dead. You know, obviously that's one of the classics of um, last generation. Uh, that game is responsible for teaching me how to play poker. Man, <laughs> I took so many virtual <laughs> game characters money back then, man. I was I was I was. A, listen, Joe, I was I was a bad man back in the day in the in the old West. But uh, yeah, not you. Not you. What's in there? What's in there? Texas Hold'em five card. Hey, uh, listen. You're pretty sure. Yeah, they had a. uh, I believe it was Hold'em. I can't remember if there was anything else. Yeah, guys, Pavlok. If you didn't know, is a big poker guy. (laughs) Back in my day, Uh, it's been a while since I've. It's been a while since I played. I remember him messaging me on AIM. To, to come over and play poker oh if that God. tells you how far back we got. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did host a lot of poker games in my day. As did I, Mr. <laughs> Pavlok, as did I. Ah, yeah, I think yeah. you guys need to play I saw, uh, via I've, Red Dead Redemption, I've, apparently. I've actually played a couple of uh, poker matches during this uh, quarantine on like a free PS4 game with a couple of my buddies because we do poker nights every once in a while. What is it called? It's like it's called Prominence Poker is what it's called, and it's made by 505 mm. Games. It's like a oh cool yeah oh. yep interesting. It's a free poker yeah. game, and we just you know we just Venmo each other money for whoever wins. We're playing for real cash, but we just do it through this uh, this free game, and that's been our way to socially distance and play poker. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Perfect. Yep. Um, going through the month here, I'm just gonna go right back uh, to the beginning. May fourth, uh, we got an Iron Man two video game. I feel like if any of us played it, it'd be Rashawn. Yes, I did play. Uh, ah. I played- yeah, I played the Iron Man 2 video game. That was the last Marvel MCU movie tie-in game I played. Did I think they I thought they did a Thor game and a Captain America game. They did. They stopped at a they did a <laughs> go to Avengers. So Captain America was the last no, one. No, we're getting Avengers this year. It just took a while. I was just gonna say <laughs> finally yeah. we're getting it, you know, all these years <laughs> later. Um so Rashawn, one of the Iron Man games was like I wouldn't say it was revered. But for like a movie tie-in game, like it was respected. I don't know if it was the first one or this one. Uh, I don't for recall. Me, if I'm if I'm recalling what I liked more, I think it was the first one. I, I think could, so too. I could be wrong though. I definitely could be. I definitely downloaded the demo for one of them on my 360, and I was just like, "Oh gosh, this is uh, this is clunky." Mm. But you know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Iron Man video games, did anyone see the uh, the? playstation vr decal you can get for the iron man vr game that's coming out Mm-mm. so if you follow greg miller from kind of funny on uh, instagram he has a picture of him i'm assuming he's playing iron man vr which is coming out soon uh, but his uh his psvr is skinned to look like iron man and it looks really cool actually awesome guys i'm so quick tangent here uh what like vr has that hit home for anybody like because i feel it at this point I don't want to spend the money to buy PS4 or PSVR. Um, but but there's like a lot of little games that I want. I wouldn't necessarily say Iron Man VR is a little game, but like that's one yeah. I would love to play Vader Immortal. Like all of the, I, obviously being a Star Wars guy, um, even little 
stuff like the Batman Arkham. They did like a VR thing and then they did a mission or two for Star Wars Battlefront. Like not enough to sell a system, but like I wish I could get a nice bundle on it. Maybe that's like a Black Friday thing. Yeah, for, uh, but like for me, VR is it, home? it does. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a VR believer, but it came too late in the life cycle for me to want to buy in in terms of uh, PlayStation VR. If I were to like invest in VR, I would probably invest on the PC end. I feel like most of the cool VR experiences come on like Oculus and things like that. If, if not just because the PSVR is so underpowered comparatively. Um, so it's going to be really cool to see what PS5 does in support. I wonder if they launch a PSVR 2 or just a, a souped up PSVR uh, with um, the PlayStation 5. That's going to be really interesting. Um, they've it, it's been doing pretty well for them. It's not like it's taken a loss. It's not like a you know they they've supported it well enough. Um, they've treated it like a new platform. The the software has kind of been there, kind of been hit or miss a little bit. Um, it, yeah, it's been interesting for me, but I just haven't I haven't had enough of a reason to invest. And the fact that it's so late in generation, I'm just like hmm, we'll see. That's a problem for me. Like I I can't justify spending three hundred and fifty dollars on a on a bundle for it yeah. with Iron Man. Like I, I need it to be like 150 or 200 at most. Exactly. I think the, the, um, the one that's gotten me so close is the Oculus quest. The quest is the one that's like fully wireless and it, it, it like it, it, it just runs by itself. Um, it mm-hmm. plays a couple of smaller titles. I'd love to play like beat saber on there. Like beat saber is tons of fun. Yeah. Um, but you can also get like the, the Oculus like link cable and hook it up to your PC and make your Oculus quest a legit Oculus. And you can play games like half-life uh, Alex and stuff like that. But that's again, that's an investment and ain't ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, especially with the new Xbox and PlayStation coming later this year. I know I have to save. Yeah. X- so Xbox. Speaking of that, Xbox announced VR support for Xbox one X when they first debuted that console and their sizzle mm-hmm. reel when they announced the Xbox one X at E3 that one year, they're like fully VR ready. Never saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. That's fine. I guess we'll see where it goes as we get into the next gen. Yeah. Um, skate three. A notable title because we've got another skate game in the, in the form of Tony Hawk, right? Uh, re being re-released here later this year. Um, I never played any of the skate series. I don't know if John, you'd probably be the guy here. If, if I, you... I actually didn't, yeah, it was like a thing where and I know I, I played a couple of the skate demos. That was a big thing back then. Like Xbox Live, I had demos for almost every game, and like I I'd kind of fallen out of the skateboarding thing. I think I'd just been burned on too many of the recent Tony Hawk games. Um, I understood that Skate was like a very a much more technical game, and for all intents and purposes, probably a better game. It just never uh, never grabbed me more than just a demo. So I know people love it, and I know people are clamoring for Skate Four, and I'm and if they make a Skate Four, I'm probably back in. So, uh, so guys, I'm really sorry, but I forgot to mention uh, May 18th. In addition to Alan Wake and Red Dead, we also got Shrek Forever After. Banger, big fan. Yeah, yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, we had May 23rd, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Pavlok? Never heard of it. Big game. Big game that a lot of people did not expect because before then you had never seen two 3D Marios one, uh, for one generation of consoles. Yeah. It was always one and done with those. Um, but they had so many ideas at Nintendo that went unused in the original Mario Galaxy that they said, hey, we can expand upon this and make a whole new game. I I still don't think it's as good as the first one. There are some people that disagree with me on that. I've actually seen a lot of people who say that the second one is superior. Um, But it's still a great game, regardless of what you feel between the two. It is significantly harder than the first one. I will say that. Um, One of the biggest challenges in the game is finding all 120 green stars. So after you beat the game and grab all 120 original ones, you can go through every level again and find a hidden green star, which some of which are just fiendishly hard to get. 
Um, and then once you get all of those, there's a super secret level that is crazy long, basically combines every platforming concept from the entire game into there. No checkpoints throughout this. So if you die in the very middle of it, you're just going to have to go back to the start and believe me, you will die a lot in it. It is oh. one of the hardest Mario levels ever. Do you think, do you think that it seems so much harder because by 2010, nobody had a reason to use their Wii in three years. So they didn't really remember how to use the nunchucks. No, it's just, it's a, the platforming is significantly more elaborate and difficult. Just had to take my you know, I mean, I was, I was I was playing the Wii all the time back then. It was just, just as hard just, as just joshing you. He does that, man. He just he hooks you. He reels you right in, you know. <laughs> yeah, like genuine quest. Something that sounds genuine. You're like, wait a minute. He's so good at it. Like I knew what he was doing. <laughs> He got me so good on uh, our Star Wars hindsight show. So we uh, going into week two. Uh, so we did Attack of the Clones, and um, he's like, "I gotta apologize." Uh, and I thought he was talking about his Vader comment on how he didn't like Darth Vader that he said in Episode One. And uh, he's like, "I found a movie that was worse than Star Wars Episode One." As I was about to applaud, and I just got totally <laughs> shook at that point. I was like. What? That's a it great was, clip. Yeah, he, That's, that was a good clip. You gotta look out for him, guys. Baba Yaga over here. Sneaky. Uh, it's very sneaky. Any uh, any other titles here for the rest of the month uh, that we wanted to mention? I'm good from here on out. Same. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Cool. So a really good month. Big releases. Uh, big name releases as well. Uh, we'd love to hear if uh, if you played anything that we we did or didn't mention here. Leave it in the the comments below on any of our social media uh, that we're putting this link to. So, uh, getting to the news here, uh, just before we, we get to what would have been our E3 2020 predictions and analysis, uh, pre-analysis, if you will, uh, we've got four news items we kind of want to uh, rifle through. First off on the list, John, we're going to get to uh, what we think is going to be possibly a PlayStation 5 reveal uh, in just a few days' time. So yeah. next week, uh, we're looking at June June 3rd. But wh- where did this stem from? Uh, so I don't know where it originally stemmed from, but where I, where I saw it pop up and where I took some... It, it took some merit for me is when Jason Schreier first tweeted it out. Um, he had referenced somebody else. So it came somewhere. It came from somebody else to begin with. But um, I don't... At this point, I'm not sure if I buy it anymore. I mean, we're... It's it's the 28th right now. We're working for... We're working less than a week turnaround time between announcement and show. Um, so I don't know. Sony needs to show us something about the PS5 soon. Um, we're not sure if we're going to get a big blowout event, but that's what the rumor is, June 3rd, and it seemed to come from some pretty uh, credible sources. Um, I did see a couple people say, like, if not third, here's like a second date. It could be something like that. I don't have that date, but uh, some pretty credible people say we could be getting a big blowout event, so exciting if it happens. Yeah, uh, very exciting for sure. If it does happen, there's a good chance we'll be doing a special edition episode of Geek Scott Game that night reaction, uh, to, yeah. to kind of react, bring you some more of the news. So stay tuned. Uh, second on the list, we got the uh, PS Plus games for June. So we've known for a few days that uh, one of the games was coming in the form of Call of Duty World War II. That um, is a game, I got to say, it it felt like one of the most unique Call of Duties in, in years. I, liked it a lot. I enjoyed the, the, the campaign a lot. Uh, I thought it was a really nice story, f- especially for a Call of Duty game. And um, I played a lot of it online, but not as much as my dad. I got to say, shout out to my dad. I, you know, I always bring him up on these shows. Uh, Call of Duty is one of his staples he gets every year. 
uh, we get. We typically will buy it and, and share it. Some years it's so crazy we get two copies, so we we can play on our respective Xboxes. Uh, he played a lot of this game online, and anytime I would go over and visit, um, that you know I'd always uh, jump on for a few rounds. So fond memories there. But I got to say, one of the the better Call of Duties I think in in recent times. Not that any of them have been bad per se. The Your other... dad is one of my favorite people ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave, Dave is way up on my list. <laughs> Me too. I got to say, yeah, uh, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> so yeah. He's uh if you didn't know by the way we we released uh Animal Crossing poetry uh of kind of a funny video on our our YouTube page he's uh he's the guy that that plays the flute in the intro and what's funny is Pete uh texted me and goes who's the rando guy that was playing flute in the beginning of the video <laughs> like it's my dad so uh we we dubbed him cool dave yeah uh the other game that's coming to PS plus in June Star Wars Battlefront 2, uh, the most recent Star Wars Battlefront 2. Perfect time to jump into this game. Definitely can't recommend it enough for free content, especially. Go through the campaign. It's relatively short. If you like Star Wars, if you like the fanfare that we've seen in the sequel trilogy, you'll really enjoy this story. Um, and then the, the online. You can play through any of the eras. The, the Clone Wars, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy. It's a very deep game. That really has evolved since 2017 when it released. If you were one of the people who did not want to support the game because of the microtransactions and, and the bad PR surrounding the release, I do encourage you to take a, a chance and download this now. It's a lot of fun, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, so uh, they just released uh, in December the Celebration Edition of the game, which will give you uh, basically all of the character uh, outfits and upgrades. It's all cosmetic. No, no advantages in the game. That's for free. Uh, that is not what is going to be included with this, but it is still a lot uh, of gameplay. Do you know how much Couldn't, that uh, upgrade is? Is it like if you own the game? Yeah, so everyone's going to get it for free in June. Here, what would it cost to upgrade to that version? You know, um, I don't. I got it on sale uh, for Star Wars Day, and it was like maybe ten dollars. The upgrade, I would was? say it's probably. Yeah, I think it's twenty. Okay, so I, you know, it. It depends how many games you play and what you know what your budget looks like. Twenty is the most I'd spend on it. It would you know I it wouldn't go past that. You may not need to for a long time because there's a lot of content. Like I said, sure. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got on the dockets, Jeff? We're gonna come to you next. Uh, you had brought this up. There's kind of an interesting project regarding the original iteration of Xbox Live. Yeah, kind of ironic that I'm the one leading this news report on an Xbox thing, but... It's the Bizarro episode. <laughs> such is life. Um, <laughs> there is a really cool fan project going on right now to recreate the infrastructure for Xbox Live with the original Xbox. This was reported by Kotaku. Um, the project originates from the original Xbox subreddit. It's being led by someone uh, with the screen name Solus Sentinel, his real name is Luke Usher, and he's basically trying to recreate that online infrastructure so that you can play original Xbox games online as if Xbox Live had never shut down, which I believe it shut down in April 2010, I think it was. I'm Anybody not sure on that. Confirm, but yeah, been gone a long time. Uh, so this will be cool to bring that back. Just reading it from the actual article, I can tell you this much Insignia will work with normal unmodded consoles provided the user can perform a one-time process to retrieve their unit's internal encryption keys long existing xbox soft mod techniques which require physical copies of exploitable games like splinter cell or mech assault 
but do not necessarily alter their console's hardware or operating system should suffice for accomplishing this key retrieval. So you don't necessarily need to say do this on like your PC or a modded Xbox console, um, which I think is still what's going to be the majority of use from it. Um, so as long as you can get through that, you know, there's still ways to do it, even with just the original completely untouched Xbox system. That's cool. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And Pav, like you mentioned, you know, you liked um, just the general thought of video game restoration in, in projects such as this. Yeah, I mean, video games are an art form, and I think it's extremely important to preserve them. You know, we were just talking earlier this episode how a couple Fire Emblem games from 12, 15 years ago, if you want to buy them just pre-owned now, you're spending hundred or you know hundreds of dollars on them. Um, so I think it's really important to save these games so that they're not lost to history and so that people who weren't so fortunate to play them the first time around get a chance to play them now, especially as we go on. I mean, we're going to have younger gamers who weren't even alive back then for some of these games, never even had the opportunity to play them. Yeah, it's interesting to think about because video games are the the one form of like art or media that you really need to put that kind of work in. I mean, you compatibility is a real issue. You can't just pop in these games on yeah. these new consoles, whereas like, you're never going to lose a movie. I mean, those those formats are going to exist right. digitally, and music is the same way. So it's it's very interesting to see a lot of a lot of these projects. I'm I'm on board with this for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was for, for the longest time the reason why Sony didn't do a um, or I should say Square didn't do a remaster of Final Fantasy VIII was because Square lost a lot of the original coding to the Final Fantasy VIII release from the original PlayStation. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you would never, you would never see that in another enter- entertainment medium. Yeah, it's very true, and there's there's a lot to be said for nostalgia when it comes to pop culture and especially video games. Right, we buy mm-hmm. the same remasters and remakes over time. We go back to our favorite games and play them. So there's a, a sweet spot for a lot of people that grew up with the original Xbox. And like you said, maybe even to a point uh, where people never got to experience it uh, for that first time around. So this is a nice way of preserving that, I think. It's a, it's a nice story. John, we're going to come to you for our final news point here. So IGN, uh, entertainment mogul. Uh, one of the reasons our website exists at all. Uh, one of the inspirations for the Geekiverse. They've got a kind of a, a cool thing going on regarding video games this summer. Yeah, so uh, so we've actually known about this for a little while. They've announced, I think we talked about it last episode, that they're doing the IGN Summer of Gaming. Um, what The new news is that they finally put out the schedule. Maybe we didn't talk about it. I think it may have actually been announced in between. But we've known about it for, for about a week and a half. But the schedule is what just came out the other day. Um, so if you go to IGN.com and you look at this, there are tons and tons of different events from June 5th until June 24th. They've got an awesome graphic just breaking down what they're doing. So if they're, if they're doing a game reveal, if they're doing like a showcase, they've got indie showcases they've got all sorts of stuff um deep dives into games like werewolf the apocalypse that's just on the first day um i encourage you to to hop in and just take a look at these graphics because there are literally like 50 things on on each of these three graphics there's a ton of stuff going on um it's cool to see something like this in in lieu of e3 i think all of us here are missing that big show this year um we were just talking about before how we love reacting to this kind of stuff, love making these predictions. We love sitting through and just kind of seeing these these awesome announcements. It's, it's always been fun. I think it's a video game tradition. Um, so it's exciting to see IGN kind of take this and uh, just do something. Give us something. Partner with these these games. And even if it's not the the monumental announcements like the, the Last of Us Part 3 coming out or something crazy, like we're, we're going to see some new stuff and we're going to see some some deep dives and some games we're excited for. So definitely take a look at the, the schedule they posted for uh, IGN Summer of games what's crazy is the last of us part three was announced and then simultaneously delayed yep i'm sorry 
So we're just Great. a few weeks away from Last of Us Part Two. I cannot wait. I know we'll be talking a lot about that. Um, but in regards to this, I think it's really nice that we're getting this. I feel like we're going to get some nice Nintendo Direct spread out throughout the summer. Microsoft and Sony in the lead up to their consoles. We've been getting teasers here and there, little bits of videos and announcements. We got the uh, the PS5 tech demo with Unreal Engine 5. So though we're not getting E3, which is one of my favorite weeks of the entire year, this is a nice supplement. We're yeah. getting this uh, Jeff Keighley with um, Summer, Summer Game, Game Fest. Yeah. Uh, all of that, it's nice. We're getting it parceled throughout the summer. And... Some of the sadness I kind of feel over E3 not being here has been uh, remedied by the the fact that we're going to get uh, you know what we're getting with uh, these different iterations. So uh, good times, and in the Geekiverse is going to be there throughout all of it. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm glad this show went to a bi format. It's, uh, it's exciting times, guys. E3 is not happening, but our predictions are still alive. Let's talk about what we thought would be uh, you know, some of our predictions for what we believe was reasonable to be announced at E3 2020. So you know, not like a Last of Us Part 3, for example. But that being said, this is typically our E3 predictions show. We'll have it annually. Uh, it's always a good time. Last year, uh, Jeff and I had the pleasure of sitting out with Jeremy White of WGR 550. If, uh, if you listen to any sports radio in Buffalo, New York, um, we did that last year. It was a, a good time. But this year, we're going to get to two or three predictions each, just kind of have a fun discussion around it. And uh, honestly, I'd love to kind of jot these down. So if you guys can kind of uh, send me this in, in the Discord afterwards, just a, a bullet point, I'd love to put it in the, the article because every single year that Pavlock and I do this, we don't track it. Oh. And then we forget what things look like. So uh, let's do that this year, I think. Uh, you guys want me to lead off? Do it. Yeah, what the heck? Why yeah, not? Go right ahead. Batman. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> shut up, John. Uh, my my first one. I'm actually going to go with on my list. Um, I don't know how much I believe this, honestly, but I was going to make the prediction anyway. Okay. I felt in honest. So, EA related. You can tell where I'm going. Uh, they're and they're still doing uh um, not a conference, but kind of their EA play, but EA virtual, play. Yeah. right? So. I um it it could happen, but I uh, would have predicted that we would have gotten some sort of tease on um the long rumored either reboot or remake of Knights of the Old Republic for uh the next gen systems. Oh, okay. That was a pipe dream of mine. Uh we've got we had rumors of it, I think, in January, uh that something was happening there. And uh if Bioware was involved, all the all the better. I, I like I said, I don't know if that's a pipe dream or not, but that would be high I on like my wish one. list. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Not uh, not Batman related. So. Yeah, I'll get yeah. behind that. Not yet. Not, damn it, John. <laughs> All right. Uh, who, who wants to go next? I'll go. We'll, we'll rotate. Yeah. Uh, so my mine is, uh, I think I've been saying this for, uh, what year is it? 2020. I've been saying this for like eight years now. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, we, we were going to finally see the new Bioshock game. 2K's been working on it. We know that. We know we've known this for a fact since 2017, since Jason Schreier broke the story that uh, I think he was doing a story about Mafia Three and how it was going through some development woes, and he just kind of slipped in a little sentence about the secret team working next door on the unannounced and uh, secretive Bioshock title. So it's been in development for a while. I think we've had some confirmation that it may have been like scrapped and rebooted since then. There's there's been a lot of just a lot of tidbits out there, but 
2K still owns Bioshock. Obviously, Irrational Games and Ken Levine not going to be involved anymore. Um, but we're going to get something. And uh, I, I at least trust them to give us something fun. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as, as good as Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite. Um, but I, I love that world. I love the possibilities. And I, I we know it's coming unless they fully scrapped it. But yeah. I think that would have been a story in itself. So maybe we still get Oh, it, man. John, I think that's realistic. Um, yeah. Sign me up. The real question is, are you going to be playing on your Switch? Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm excited. It's almost here. It's almost here. Yep. It's perfect for the Switch. Everything's perfect Everything for the is, Switch. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff, let's go to you next. I say to hell with subverting expectations. This is going to be one that you all expect to come out of my mouth. We would have seen the release date as well as some gameplay for Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> I was going to uh, go to you and say, what Nintendo-based prediction do we have from Jeff? Right. Yeah, well, of course. Do you we, think you Sense, all knew what was coming? Sense E3 is not a thing. Do you think we won't get that now in terms of a, a Direct? Do you think we'll still get a Summer Direct? I know we're not getting a June one, they said, but... Right. Uh, I, I mean, you know, in the case of Zelda, I think that's a franchise that can warrant its own Direct. Like you sure. could, ju- like mm-hmm. Nintendo could reasonably do a direct entirely dedicated to Zelda. You know, not every franchise can maybe justify that, but I think Zelda is definitely one. Yeah. So I could see them doing a thirty-minute presentation strictly on Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, I think Nintendo's <laughs> in a really interesting spot here. Whereas I think E3 being canceled this year for Sony and Microsoft is almost advantageous being on the end, of, being on the heels of this console launch. Like, not only do they really not have much to show yet, obviously they're not going to be launching that many new games and that many new announcements for their current gen systems. Uh, but now the ball's in their court and they can kind of control that announcement. Nintendo's in that unique situation where they're still, I mean, they're, they're all systems go on the Switch right now. So they they have no reason oh, yeah. to stop their announcements. They have no reason to skip that E3 timeline and, and not put out information. So I, I, I like that prediction because I think we, we have to see more about that game soon. And I hope we do. It's been almost a year. It's been a rough year too because I was really expecting to see something at the Game Awards in December. And then I was also expecting to see something in like their February Direct. Usually they do a, a early in the year winter direct which was i think that was where they revealed uh link's awakening that remake so there was a precedent for zelda being in there i was convinced we were going to get something for breath of the wild 2 since last e3 and we've gotten nothing jeff i know you're not going to like this and maybe john too i don't think we get a release date if we get anything Uh, i don't think we're there uh, yet i I, I think uh, at best you get a release window yeah, maybe. Just my prediction. The, the only reason I, I'm, I also, I'm inclined to agree is because Nintendo has played those release dates safe for the chest a lot with the Switch. They have not delayed much with the Switch. They have been really good about giving you a release true. date, um, whereas you know most companies will just kind of throw out their window and stamp a date on it and move it two or three times. Nintendo has been really good about giving you a close window and just hitting those dates. So if it's not coming out this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a date. Yeah, I, I'm I in the minority say- on a lot, and I don't think it's as close as people think, but uh, again, time will tell. Jeff, you had another thought, though. We'll say two things on it. I still think it's very reasonable that we get it next spring for them to celebrate Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary. And I I truly believe we're going to get Zelda playable in some capacity in the game. I think it'll be like a dual mechanic between her and Link. I hope it's not multiplayer. I think so. I really don't think they would ever do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I hope it's not an option. I hope that's not the gimmick behind how Zelda is playable. I can't see them messing with the formula that much. Because it could yeah, it could be a Zelda. fun option to like do have some co op dungeons, but I hope that's not the only the only thing they're pushing. Right. Maybe they do something like how Mario Galaxy 
where one person controlled the um, Cappy. the IR sensor. Yeah. Well, no, 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 Mario. Oh, Galaxy. No, you said, Gal- no, I, I, I meant Galaxy. Sorry. I misinterpreted. You said the right one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you control the IR sensor and you, one person controlled Mario. The other person just kind of like waved it around on the screen to collect star bits and attack enemies, things like that. Maybe something like that, but I, I don't see them messing with the formula too much. You know, Zelda is such a revered franchise and Nintendo is going to be extremely careful with it. Agreed. Rashawn, what do we got? What prediction? Uh, for me, so I'll I'll start with the one that I've been very vocal about on social media. That I I know I know this is coming. This isn't like a this isn't like a, oh, I predict. No, I I know for sure that this would have been announced. This this was my prediction. Oh God, we would have gotten the next installment in the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Ooh, let me explain. So, <laughs> my first thought was get out of town but now no, i'm like what? okay no 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 i'm listening let, let me explain because then you, you got you got some of the you got people like these two guys up here you know <laughs> like, oh god yeah sure you know you're gonna have grandkids by the time the next one comes out here's the thing <laughs> kingdom hearts 3 is it's done the game has come out it's released it's over uh the dlc came out this past january that's done hands are hands are officially no longer tied for for square so uh some reasoning behind this prediction is square has been very hard at work and i think uh for kingdom hearts fans we have a lot to be excited about um we're about to get a flood of content um i'm gonna get the orders here a little mix up because a lot a lot of interviews tetsuya namura was doing was kind of all over the place um but for my Kingdom Hearts fans out there, we know we're getting uh, the new mobile game, Dark Road. Uh, it was supposed to be spring of this year, but uh, they did come out and say uh, that has been delayed due to circumstances. Uh, the game that's going to be focused around young Xanort uh, and young Ericus around their origins. Um, sorry for you guys. I'm going to be speaking Greek to you guys. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we know we're getting a new mobile game. Uh, more news is to come to that uh, on that front in June. Um, Tetsuya Nomura also mentioned that back at uh, the DLC's release, Remind, that the next Kingdom Hearts game uh, is coming sooner than you think. I'm going to elaborate more on that in a second. Um, And that it would be centered around the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC title screen. That title screen has Sora and Kyrie on there. Without giving too much away from Kingdom Hearts 3, for those that still haven't finished it, we know that if you use process of elimination, that has to focus around Kyrie. So we're getting, I believe, in some capacity, um, a game focused around Kyrie uh, as the next Kingdom Hearts installment to bridge between four, however many bridge titles they're going to have. Um, and the more also mentioned, there's at least going to be one bridge title uh, before Kingdom Hearts four. I would suspect two, um, but obviously that's that will remain to see on that. Now, the reason why I really think we would have gotten that announcement and the release date would have been for spring 2021 is because I really lean on that sooner than you think comment. I think worst case scenario, it would have been fall or holiday of 2021 uh, just because they have a lot more teams working on Kingdom Hearts now. Um, I think there is three or four teams now. Uh, there's the main team that's working on uh, Kingdom Hearts 4. You know, they're probably just doing concept at that point. Um, there is the Union Cross team, which is they're responsible for the two mobile games. Uh, and I can't remember if there's one or two. Uh, I think there's two developers that are working on bridge titles. And one of them, I think they've had in place for a while. They just wanted to keep that 
uh, hush hush. Um, so that would have been that was my prediction. Um, and I and I still stand by it to a way. I think we get the announcement this year. Um, but I think at this point, the game won't come out until somewhere in 2022. It would have to come out in 2022 because the uh, big rumor is that Final Fantasy VII Remake that Nomura also oversees or helps oversee with that. Um, he's mainly in charge of Kingdom Hearts and he helps with Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, that's supposed to be 2023. And we're definitely getting whatever this bridge title is before the next part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I don't see any world where that the next Kingdom Hearts game, we have two Final Fantasy games basically before the next Kingdom Hearts. I don't, I don't see a world where that, where that uh, exists. So uh, long-winded, but I think there's a lot of credibility there. Again, Kingdom Hearts fans will co-sign or, or whatnot anyone else like these gentlemen here i'm speaking greek uh so yeah well i beat the game and i still think you're speaking greek but (laughs) is your prediction that we'll get an announcement for a new kingdom hearts game or kingdom hearts 4 specifically no we're not it's namora basically already he said it without saying it don't even don't even ask for four right now it's okay he said it's gonna take a long time for the next main installment which would be four um so okay. my my prediction is solely on this bridge game um gonna be focused on Kyrie based on taking his quotes and then you know just translating it uh it would it would take place uh, around her in some degree some people assume it'd be a Kyrie and Riku game to kind of simulate a dream drop distance type of vibe uh that's on the table too but my the core of my prediction is this year announcement next year release date but now with current events uh, I still would say announcement this year, maybe Tokyo Game Show later this year, um, and then release date early 2022, because at that point you are uh, three years removed from the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. And uh, one last thing I'll say on this long-winded prediction is that uh, for those people who think that Square just doesn't put out Kingdom Hearts content, you are factually wrong. If you look Every single year since 2009, the only exception is 2016, there has been some some game, some release, some new content for the series that has come out. So this notion that when people say Kingdom Hearts and it's like, that won't be for, that's, that's, if you're looking at history, that's actually not wrong. Um, now I get that the big debacle was, oh, it took them forever for Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, but again, the reasoning behind that, we can get into another time. They just had to restart the game because they switched engines. Uh, but if worst case scenario, if the game does not come out next year, um, I would assume maybe that's where we slide in this rumored Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus series. Uh, that would maybe they would drop that next year instead, um, to give them more time to finish this, uh, to finish this game. But I think we're going to have a lot of content here. Um, this year, they also got into the manga. So there's Kingdom Hearts manga now. Again, there's heavy rumors of the uh, Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus series. There's three or four Kingdom Hearts teams. There's a lot to look forward to as Kingdom Hearts fans. And that's where my prediction stands. John, uh, did you watch <laughs> all of Captain America during that? <laughs> I was pulling it up. It was buffering. Uh okay. It's it's bold, Rashawn. I like it. Diehard Kingdom Hearts fans will understand the context I put in. For of course, the casual fans or people who like or, me. Again, who are not who are not in depth 
again, I spoke a different language, but then you also think I'm crazy. Um, but if you add up a lot of the evidence that Namor has been giving us, as long as things can just get to normal, we'll, we'll have a new game uh, shortly. So my, uh, my second prediction, uh, not Batman related. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, well, kind of. Rocksteady, what are you working on? Okay, oh, so this is a prediction a every one. single year. Every single year. Uh-oh. Pavlik said, uh, Pavlik swindling there. Okay, so. Just doing a little stuff. <laughs> okay. He's trying to look up the Kingdom Hearts timeline. I'm trying to understand. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, don't. Uh, so Rocksteady, I will make this prediction every year until it happens. And I, this was going to be the year. It, I'm it not going to say, we, we know that we were going to, from reports hear about finally what Rocksteady was working on. So I'm not going to take that because that's, that's too easy. It is going to be that Rocksteady's game that they've been working on forever is actually a new IP. Ooh. It's not yeah. one based on Superman, DC, and Arkham spinoff, anything like that. We've heard many things over the years. Interesting. I believe it's a brand new IP. Yeah. So Rocksteady, one of my favorite studios because they made some of my favorite games ever in Arkham Asylum and yes. Arkham City. Uh, been a long time. Uh, Arkham Knight was five years ago. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if WB would even let them come close to a new IP. <laughs> well, that's my prediction. It's going to happen. Oh, Don't no. you worry, Johnny Boy. It's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, I think either way, we're going to hear about it this summer still. Because uh, yeah. WB oh, it pains me. They were going to do a, a press conference of some sort at E3 this year. It would have been great. They were going to talk about Harry Potter and Rocksteady. Oh, my God, and, that Harry Potter um, game. Other, you know, they're probably Lego Star Wars um, and, and a few other things. So I'm a little upset that we're not getting that because I would have eaten all of that up. But uh, yeah, that's me my too. prediction. That's John, yeah, you got a second prediction from you. Oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts Four announced <laughs> <laughs> and released this summer. <laughs> Just like Rashawn said, it's about Kyrie Irving. It's about. It's about. I got nothing. <laughs> so, what? I thought the same thing. That's a Kyrie What makes it tough for me is that we knew Sony wasn't going to be at E3 this year again, even before all this stuff happened. And all my fun, like, big banger predictions are all based on Sony IP. So, right, Fair enough. Uh, Jeff, do you have a second one? Yeah, this one's a little more crazy. I think there was a possibility that Konami shambled out of its grave and announced a new Castlevania game. Try and revive that franchise. Hmm. Mostly due to the success of the Netflix show, which is been very very well received by fans and critics so i think if there was ever a time for konami to try and be relevant again castlevania would be the opportunity for them that's interesting I, that's not one i would have anticipated even hearing about so i like that I, gotta I, have at I, least one crazy gotta have at least one crazy one maybe two uh rashad any any other predictions from you uh yeah one more unless i i come up with something else but uh another game that i'm definitely anticipating um that i hope we get something soon on i think we would have gotten maybe a release date or maybe some gameplay of elden ring um you know they kind of dropped that on us was that last year was that the announcement i think yeah because that was right after sekiro i think yes I, I believe I believe it I believe it was last year. It was Xbox's um, show at E3 last year. Yeah, because they from software normally they don't go 
multiple years of not, you know, that, that generally doesn't happen with them. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, coming from a guy who's a huge souls fan, um, Dark Souls one, one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Sekiro, um, it wasn't my game of the year for 2019, but I'm not going to argue with anyone, uh, who says it is their game of the year. Um, and you know, so, uh, huge fan of theirs. Uh, yeah. Elden ring. We don't know much about it. We know they're going back to more fantastical, uh, roots in terms of the story setting and whatnot um so just interested to see what what that would have been like if i had to predict a release again i think that's another game that due to everything uh, all these uh, ign and summer game fest i think we could probably still see this prediction come to fruition so if that does happen if we get more stuff this year i would assume we'd have a release date for uh next year at some point um that would be two years removed from Sekido. um Throughout their history, you generally get a new Souls game on average every two to three years, if I'm getting the years correct, maybe two and a half. Uh, so that would fit in their traditional timeline. Uh, and it's they've had, of, obviously, a lot of time to work on it. A lot of Bloodborne that sounds right. rumors out there, too, though. A lot of people think oh, there could be a Bloodborne yeah. 2 coming. Yep. It could be a PS5 if they wanna, title. If they yep. want to yeah. blow, if they want to, like get people to look like the the head explode emoji that that's where you do bloodborne too for sure i don't i don't think so because i from what i know about them and their in their history they generally don't work on two souls games at once there probably is some exception where there was some overlap just due to natural development but normally they try to focus on one but hey man i'm all for bloodborne too that's my all that, for that's it. my prediction uh that <clears throat> you would have heard about two blood two born this uh this e3 that's it. yeah that's, all that, that's a bad okay that was great until the, the joke yeah you could have saved that bro <laughs> yeah so that's it and then I, do, I, I, actually I, just, I actually just thought of a i actually just thought of another prediction too but i'll let you guys go through all right so i got my my third and final one here uh again uh not batman related sorry to let everybody down just kidding it is about batman so um we again we're Listen, we're, we're, before you go, I will make a bet with you on air right now. I know we're not live, so on air, <laughs> but on this show right now, we will get the. And again, you're I'm a Batman fan. I love Batman. Favorite superhero for favorite games of all time. You know, we're one of them. But uh, with these Arkham games, the next Kingdom Hearts installment in terms of a console game will come out before wow. any Batman Rocksteady game. I will make that bet right now. I don't know what we could bet. Whatever you well, want. I will make it's that. Insta- bet. It's insta- I, I don't know if I take that bet because I don't know that Rocksteady's working on a yeah. Batman game. WB Montreal, ah, right? Ah. Yes. I like so what if the bet was that Kingdom Hearts so you would bet Kingdom Hearts will release have a release before the next Batman Arkham anything from any studio? I yeah. think because Okay, I would. I'm, think that that, I, I'm fully confident in this prediction. I would, I, I'm, I'm not playing <laughs> as a as a as a third party. I would remove the the Arkham title from that because I I think just any any WB produced Batman game in the same you know vein. Is All it. right, you know what? No, I'll get. I'll, let's do this. The next Kingdom Hearts game again. No mobile or no no funny stuff. Just a straight up like, hey, this is going to be released on PS5, PS4, Switch, whatever. Triple um, A will game. come out. Triple A game, yep. Will release before anything. Rocksteady's gonna come out with. So whatever Rocksteady's next game is, the next Kingdom Hearts game will come out before whatever. I don't care what it is. So I whatever love Rocksteady, but I'm whatever like, Rocksteady is working on, you predict that there will be a new Kingdom Hearts release before then. Yes. 
they do it. You just said it yourself. They do a lot uh, with Kingdom Hearts, whether it's you know these with these remixes, these two point eights, and whatever else they're working on that I don't understand. Dream drop distance. It's a real game. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. If you're uh, smart, if you're smart and don't want to lose a bet, you just you keep talking and we forget this ever happened. But if you you know, so if you got here's, some smart stuff. All right, calm, d- calm down, poker boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle around here. Because my bet, uh, you know, uh, it was reported that we were going to hear finally about this mysteriously, oddly teased WB Montreal Batman game. Um, So that's, again, a lazy prediction. What my prediction is, despite what's going on in the world, is that we don't only get the announcement, but we get the game this fall. Oh, man. And it's happening. Now, a few reasons for that. Most games that would have been scheduled to come out this year... In some way, shape, or form, um, the meat of it, the bulk of it was done. So a lot of stuff could be worked on from home or remotely or even with split up teams. There's, you know, you can't do motion capture without being together and other elements of video game production development. But a game like this, I believe, was scheduled to come out this fall, maybe October, who knows. And, um, for what it's worth, the last WB Montreal Batman game came out in October of 2013, just a month or two before the next-gen systems that were the Xbox One and the PS4. I predict we're going to see uh, a similar fate here. Uh, so that is what I think's coming. I think we're going to hear about it very soon. I think we would have heard about it at this E3 on WB's press conference, as was stated. But like I said, the big caveat is I believe we're getting it this fall, and it's going to be on Xbox One and PS4. That's not crazy. I think I could actually get down with that. I hope it's true. I mean, they've they've actually so kind of worked in. Yeah, let me let me get this straight. I hope it is. They've it's actually just... teased this game. It's not like it doesn't even exist yet. Like they've like actively put stuff on Twitter that they've been working on this game. They've talked about a how, long time yeah. ago. Long, yeah, months, a long time ago. Months ago. Yeah, and then even before yeah. that, they talked about how their next project, like they've hit milestones, stuff like that. This game is this right. game exists. Um, we all think it's the the court of owls thing. I know that's like the the leading that's theory, the, right? Yeah, that was that was the rumor. That was the huge. Story. I mean, I got so bought into that and just disappointed. It it could very well be. Um, we it's they've had these weird cryptic social media teases, like a a picture here or just a random tweet like here it. or there. But it's they've been like seven or eight months apart at times. And I like this game was teased as early as early last year. I want to yeah. say so. Um, mm-hmm. It existed. Speculation was even before last year too, Joe. Like I remember, like this going back two, three years of just hey, mm-hmm. WB might do it. It's just that we got more concrete potential information last year to go off of. Yeah, I, I, so that's that's it for me. I think this is happening, and it's happening this gen, and it's coming out this fall. That's my prediction. So you think uh, they would end with a bang here? With, with I that? do, because uh, I think they that's what they were going for with Arkham Origins, regardless of what you thought of the game. Um, which you know I enjoyed. It wasn't on the level of the other Arkham games from Rocksteady, but still worth yeah. uh, worth playing through. Mister Pavlock, uh, you got one more prediction. This one's kind of cheating, but I think we would have seen those 3D uh, Mario remasters. See, I had and it on I, my list, and I took it away because I knew you would have it. Yeah, and I say <laughs> that because you know one of the, the big part of the rumors was that we were going to get a new Paper Mario for Switch, and that turned out to be true. So I think there is a ton of legitimacy to the rest of that rumor and it's a so great way can, to celebrate mario's 35th anniversary 
How can you spin that to make it a, a prediction that could still come true in some way, shape, or form? Like mine, for oh. example, I'm saying this is coming out this year for the the Batman from WB Montreal. Do you have I anything think, like that? I think they do one, like one a month through September through December. Like maybe Mario 64 Ooh. is out in September. Mario Sunshine is October. The Mario Galaxy is in November. And then Super Mario, like 3D World Deluxe or whatever in December. Oh, I like it. Okay. I, I cool. can see him staggering the releases a bit. Uh, I And I would eat up all of it. Let me tell you, as yeah. many people would. Um, a lot of people would. Rashawn, uh, did you have, you said one more? Yeah, uh, this is kind of cheating just because it's not an E3 prediction. Now that we have this new, well, it was going to be um, to your Peter's to your top, But <laughs> now with this new Sony event next, potentially, um, I think we could probably see it here. Um, I think that Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is a PS5 launch title. I know that's kind of a yeah. popular one, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm definitely... Some people think it's other things. I, I'm on that line of thinking. I would, If E3 was perfect and glorious, um, we would have gotten, obviously, PS5 reveal based on uh, where Sony's going. I think to combat Halo 6... Um, or Halo Infinite, um, we th- it would be Horizon Zero Dawn two versus Halo Infinite next gen. Let's let's get it going. Yeah, the only reason I didn't mention um, that is because yeah. e- even before COVID, PlayStation said they were not going to be at E three, so they, they, we wouldn't have gotten that at E three. E three, I'm sorry, E three time frame. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we, that could still happen. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that uh, that event we're going to get next week. For some reason, I don't feel like it's going to be software. I think it's just going to be a hardware blowout. I hope mm. I'm wrong. Uh, but just knowing the way Sony is like slow played and trickled out information yeah, on this thing, there's I, no reason for us to believe they're just going to dump a bunch of stuff. One of two no. things: either we do get software, or we don't get the box. We're not getting both. We're not going to see the box and get software. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. have two two separate uh, tentpole media events for those things. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take two bumps on that. I'm pretty sure. So whatever we get, yeah, we get. I'm, but I'd get behind that, John. And I uh, selfishly, what I would love to happen, I don't believe it would happen, is. They reveal what the PS5 looks like, you know, some some other uh, specifications, and what better scenario than at the end of it they say, "Oh, and here's a, a game running on the PS5 oh, and showing it. off that." Right. Yeah, right. This is a good, this is a good thing for the comment section to talk about. I'm curious to see what other people think or in our different communities across social media. Um, so again, I, like I said, Horizon Zero Dawn Two is my main prediction. That there's there's either one of two scenarios that happens. Um, the second one is definitely more pipe dream, I think. Uh, the first scenario is, yeah, whatever they they hold some event and then they show hardware, you know, or maybe give us more details. Um, this is pretending this is like a month, you know, a month from now to end it. Hey, just like you said, Joe, Horizon Zero Dawn Two, boom, here's a game running on the system, and again, release day of battle between uh, the next gen systems, Halo Infinite, Horizon Zero Dawn. If you really want to go crazy, because I think this game, it's definitely not done, but I think I would assume the studio has something to show. You really go crazy because Sony can do this because they love one-upping Microsoft at every chance they get. You start off your conference or showcase with Horizon Zero Dawn 2. You get everybody jumping up and down, and then you end the conference and maybe you t- again just a tease. No, no gameplay. Just maybe a title uh, page of the next God of War game. 
zero oh, percent chance. That's again. That they, is definitely more. They don't have a know, director for that game yet. Yeah, the, the yeah, so. more, more likely would be Spider-Man Two. So they they acquired. Or, yeah, I was what I was gonna say. Oh, substitute that for for Spider-Man. It would. Be, I I think that's the the crazy Sony. Haha, ha, we got you, Microsoft. I think want to do like this before. <laughs> I think God of War Two is like a 2024 game. Like well, God, you might be re- God, yeah. God, we, they, that game doesn't have a director yet. Like they usually they switch directors on that. that. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're early on that. Like I, interesting. <laughs> But yeah, okay, we got so any two of those. I'd be all about it. I switch. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I could see a Spider-Man announcement, like not a not a hey, this is a launch title, but like this is what you'll get in in your first year or so of of being a PS5 owner. I could see that because yeah. that, that you you imagine that game is going to run on the same engine because Spider-Man was gorgeous. Uh, they now own Insomniac. That deal's finalized, so that's a first-party studio now. So I mean, it's all happening in house. So I, I could realistically see Horizon. That actually, the Horizon thing it worries me too. I don't, I don't know because Gorilla went, Gorilla went through. They got to give leadership. us knowing Sony with the amount of stuff that they have. They, they got to give us. Like, you can't, you can't release Nat three. Don't release Nat three. Hey, next <laughs> system on release that. Well, do it, Watch but have off. something else. But there, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's interesting, but I, I gotta say, Spider Man makes the most sense to me because. You know, they could really replicate a lot of that first game with a new story and be okay with, I think, a lot of people. Um, and also, um, it when the next MCU Spider Man is not slated to come out probably till 22 now, right? Not sure. Yeah, but, it would have to be 2022 ish time frame. Like maybe 2021 if they really pushed it, but 2022 is the safe year. Okay. Yeah, guys, uh, I got to say, despite not having the, the E3 show this year, like I'm excited for everything we talked about here. I would love to see this come to fruition. Uh, the various topics, the various game releases um, that we mentioned here. We covered a little of everything. So, oh, have has gone. Um, so, that being said, we'd love to hear from you, the community. What are your predictions? Tell us for your uh, current gen, next gen, Nintendo Switch with Mario. What are we getting? We want to hear from you. Uh, on the very social media, leave your comments in the, the comment section there. I have a uh, question for the group. Sure. I wish Pablo can answer, but it seems like he, he might be out. Um, <laughs> do we think that Microsoft will just, hey, like release Halo, boom, talk to us in 2021 for more games? Or do we think there's another exclusive that people are hyping or not thinking of that could potentially also be a launch title or if not launch title within six months of release, six to eight months of release, maybe. I think it's possible. I think one thing to, to keep in mind is that we do already know about the next Hellblade game, right? So we, we already have, they, mm-hmm. they did debut the next Hellblade. So maybe that is the next, the, you know, their second game they were thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really want to see what that new studio is working on, the initiative, the one that they kind of built from scratch. Yeah. When they were like doing all the recruiting for that, they were calling that like a quadruple A studio. Like they are like ready to get the best people in the business and, and get it I done. So call it that. <laughs> yeah. I um I feel like there will be at least another exclusive, but honestly, it may be one that um, Forza. Yeah, um, not even yeah, Forza would make sense, but maybe one we we don't know about or one of the smaller scale things that they've teased already. Um, mm-hmm. nothing that is a system seller though. Sure. Like yeah. like a Halo. Yeah, um, you, I would assume Halo is the system seller. Anything else is supplementary. Yeah. Yeah, you're like you're not getting a Gear Six like right no. anything like that. So yeah. that, that would be my thought. Uh, they'll hype it up and they'll do what they can with one of their 
you know millions of studios that they just bought in the last three years. But I don't I don't know that it's anything. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. But Halo is enough for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a solid. Oh, we lost Josiah too. It's just you and I now, Rashawn. Listen, man, we can finally have that fight we've been talking about, like, oh. you know, fisticuffs. Oh, no, Josiah comes back just in time <laughs> no, to break it up. No, Jos- no Josiah. The, the referee is here. Wait up. <laughs> we were about to go at it. Oh, what was the last thing you heard me say? Was it Halo is enough for me? <laughs> and then once, yes. you, once you blipped away, we were talking about how we were finally going to have a fight now that, uh, now that Dad wasn't here. <laughs> Oh, you know, like one by one, we're all just dying here. This yeah. is you are witnessing the end of Infinity War in Geekiverse style, everybody. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the, it's over on that, buddy. <laughs> if, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry. Uh, so we sh- we should probably wrap up the show before it completely falls off the rails here. Uh, well, <laughs> R.I.P. Pavlock. Go around here quick. Where can we find you on social media? And uh, what can you plug for the Geekiverse? We'll start with John. Yeah, I'm uh, over at Disruptoid on all social medias uh, working on this uh, G3. This has been fun to do bi-weekly. I hope there's a PlayStation event next week so we can do a cool little reaction to, to that and hopefully get some good news there. Uh, we'll catch us on the MCU Review. That is a once-a-week review rewatch series. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. And then- oh, wait. Did you guys lose me? Yeah. Oh, no. They didn't. Don't worry. They, they, they heard me all. I was, I was, I was just- it was just down to me and Rashad, we thought. No, yeah. So, I mean, I lost you guys too. I'm pretty sure you guys froze, but they can still hear me because I'm the one recording. Um, so, yeah, MCU review. That's weekly. That's been a lot of fun. Uh, that is a, a new MCU movie. We're going through them all every week. So, hop on board there. Uh, and then we're doing plus cast once a month. That's been a lot of fun. We got some cool news. Rashawn brought it up. We got some, maybe some Kingdom Hearts crossover into, into plus cast. Could be good. That's it for me. I like it. I like it. Uh, Rashawn, where are you on social media? Yeah, man. So you guys can find me here on the Geekiverse, uh, here on Geeks Got Game biweekly. You can find me on the Pluscast um, every month. You can also find me on the MC Reviewed every week. Um, outside of here, you can find me on Twitter where I talk about stuff just like I did with everything here. I do that same stuff just on Twitter. Um, and if you guys are gamers or want to watch games of any kind, variety streams or whatnot, catch me on my Twitch channel uh, and my Twitter as well uh, for this handle, True King Zero. Uh, I try to keep it very consistent, but yeah, Twitter for, you know, engaging you, you guys, the fans and uh, Twitch for doing that as well, but playing some games while doing so. And do not bring up to Rashawn FedEx or the Kensington McDonald's. <laughs> don't, well, for people who don't even live, who live outside of Buffalo, won't even, they'll be like, oh, Kensington. Kensington I, that's why it's funny. Because when we talked about it and John was like, is it the Kensington one? It was just hysterical to me. Listen, so. just don't piss me off, man. Don't talk about, don't talk about the things he just said. Don't tell me that Jordan can walk on water. Michael Jordan can walk on water. There's certain things you don't say to, to another man. And those are some of them. You just don't do it, folks. You just don't just, do it. Just keep it to video games, please. <laughs> Just keep it. Uh, so I am at Josiah D. Leroy across social media. Um, as the, the gents mess, uh, mentioned there, we've got a lot of shows going on at the Geekiverse at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. And then on most major podcast streaming stations, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, you name it. Uh, you can listen to a plethora of shows. Um, so this is uh, the last video, I believe, that's coming out during our anniversary month here. This was our sixth anniversary. We had a blast all month long uh, we'll continue to do that into the summer but for now the celebration will be coming to an end uh this weekend 
you'll be able to go to the geekiverse.storenv.com. You'll be able to get our limited edition sixth anniversary shirt that we're concluding the month with here. Once they're gone, they're gone. So make sure you get your hands on that very soon. That is the geekiverse.storenv.com. I'm going to hold it up here. If you are watching on YouTube, that is what the logo looks like. We have a bonus shirt uh, because you, the fans, have been so supportive, the community, uh, for the MCU reviewed. We've had such a, a good time with it in the, the five episodes we've done. We had to do another Marvel-themed shirt. So as, uh, as we're all fans of Guardians of the Galaxy here, we are Groot. Go check that out. That will be in the store in conjunction with the 6th Anniversary Tee, along with over 20 other designs. We love we video game. fire coming your way. That's right. Uh, so, uh, again, we're so thankful to you, the community, for listening and tuning in and commenting on social media, telling friends about us. What better way to, to show your support by wearing the merch uh, that we have in our official store? So, for John, for Rashawn, for Jeff, who's no longer with us. Rest in peace, Jeff. I'm Josiah. We will catch you in two weeks for another episode of Geek's Got Game.